Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 50 of Walk On Radio, brought to you by Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Hump, you heard that. And you've seen it on Twitter. The big news finally announced. Uh, we, we've been waiting for this for a while. We finally got the deal set. So, Hump, talk to the people about it. And uh, how exciting is this? Dalton, it's very exciting. Um, you know, it's fitting that we're announcing this on our 50th episode. Um, and it's, it's really just going to be good for, for Walk On Radio. Hopefully it's good for Believe. But, you know, just, just the opportunity to be on all these different platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, all these, all these major podcasts, uh, domains. It's really exciting, Dalton. Yeah, so for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be working with stuff uh, as we move on to kind of the next level of our podcast. Uh, they came to us and they said they were really interested and they, they wanted a student-athlete podcast. So, of course, they hit up Walk On Radio. Uh, what was a cool idea for me in radio class at school and now we're moving to the next stages. It's really fun and uh, we'll have a lot of things coming up that uh, we're going to work through and play with. And uh, we're really excited to, uh, to get rolling with this. But uh, let's get rolling with the episode. We have a lot to talk about. What a crazy season or week we we had of NFL, college football, and of course, FCS, fear the FCS. But let's start it off with Sam Houston State football. We just had our game against SEMO, first game at home, southeastern Missouri. So Hump, tell me about the home environment, how it went, and uh, the Bearcat fans, they definitely showed up. Dalton, it was really good. Uh, it was great to see a, you know, basically full stadium, uh, even in the playoffs last year. You know, the atmosphere was great, but as far as people, you know, we were limited because of because of COVID and uh, ticket restrictions and all that. But this last, you know, game, it was awesome. Looking up into the stands, uh, I know Sam Houston football posted uh, pictures, and and it was it was pretty special. Uh, it was a good win. Um, you know, what did you think about the game? Uh, I think it was really fun. Uh, our offense looks really good, and I think it was kind of similar to Northern Arizona, where I don't think we played our best games. We had a couple turnovers, a couple mistakes here and there uh, on special teams. We still put up a lot of points, and uh, above that, Ramon Jefferson, our, our running back, number four, he, he's looking really special. He's looking like he already in two games, he's looking like an All-American, and also gives credit to our offensive line, who was last year considered a weakness for our team, but now has really strengthened themselves. Uh, our receiving core looks really good, and also, I need to bring up, because uh, Cat fans and sports of SHSU, they wanted me to talk about it, of course. And that's the tight ends. The tight ends last year didn't get a lot of touches, didn't get a lot of production. But this year, we've really stepped it up. We've uh, Isaac Schley, guest on our show, and Jacob Kaner, transferred from Tulsa. They've done a, both a really good job of getting the ball, key blocks. And uh, I'm really excited to see how the tight ends are being used. It, it was a really fun game, and uh, the future looks really good for Sam Houston. Now, Hump, next up, though, we have a, a tough game. We get a bye week, so uh, it's a get-better week, as Coach Keeler says. But talk a little bit about Central Arkansas, a team that, uh, that's been on our schedule and we've had an eye on for, for a while now. Well, Dalton, they, uh, they played Missouri State this last weekend, had a, a really tough loss. Uh, it, it was, um, I mean, it came right down to the wire. Uh, and I know, I know that Central Arkansas had, you know, national championship aspirations. Uh, if you read message boards, hear some of their players talk, tweet, all that, they thought that they were good enough to win the national championship in the spring. They didn't play in the spring, uh, and now they're sitting at 0-2 with losses to uh, Arkansas State and Missouri State, a playoff team in the spring. Uh, but they're going to be, you know, next week, 
they're, they're going to be ready to roll. Uh, we're going to be playing in Conway, Arkansas. Their quarterback, Braylon Smith, uh, I always thought he was a really good player. Uh, we've played against him a couple times now. But, you know, more impressive, though, is their two outside receivers, Tyler Hudson and uh, Lawan Winningham. They are two just dynamic players, one of the best duos in the country at receiver. And so Sam Houston, you know, we're going to have a lot, to, lot on our hands. Um, but I think, I think we can do it. Uh, obviously, this would be a huge one to win in terms of the WAC ASUN Challenge. Uh, and, and it would be a good good resume builder. Yeah, they played North Dakota State in the fall. A Trey Lance-led North Dakota State, and they kind of hung in there. So they were saying, and you know, you never know, but from what we've heard, they were saying that in the spring, if they would have played, they would have won the national championship, and they should have played. So definitely they have a target on our back. They're looking to show everybody that they could have won it. It's going to be a good game, but uh, we have a bye week this week, so no game for us, no pick em. But uh, we're really excited to get better, to learn a lot, and to, to get rolling into this big game against Central Arkansas. So, Hump, we had a crazy college football season or week. We had a crazy FCS week. Let's look at the rankings. Let's talk about it. Some couple changes. I know the big one is Oregon, uh, your Ducks, and we're going to talk about it in a little bit. But uh, has anything changed? I know Alabama's still number one, and then for FCS, Sam Houston's number one. But anything that surprised you, anything that uh, I know this whole Montana-South Dakota State debate is still going on, uh, talk to me about the rankings. Uh, FCS, wasn't a whole lot of movement. Uh, you still got Sam 1, South Dakota State 2, James Madison 3, Montana 4, and North Dakota State 5. That is the same as it was last week. Uh, you know, After them is, is where you're going to see the most movement, in my opinion. The Delawares, Eastern Washingtons, Southern Illinois, Weber State, and Jacksonville State, who actually had a huge win, so that bumped them up into the top 10. We'll get into that game in a little bit, but as far as F- FBS goes, excuse me, uh, there was a lot of movement, and uh, the top five looks a lot different. Uh, you've got Alabama one, you've got Georgia two, Oklahoma three, and then after that, you've got two teams that haven't been in the top five for a long time, uh, to my knowledge. But Oregon number four, and and I'm a little bit I'm a little bit partial to this one because I I saw it coming. I had Oregon in the final four. Uh, obviously, it's very early, but uh, but I'm feeling pretty good about that prediction. And at number five, a team that you and I both like, the Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah. So with and I'm looking at the rankings here. We have Clemson at six and Texas A&M at seven. That's tough because Texas A&M is undefeated. Clemson has a loss. How do you feel about that? Given that A&M did struggle in a win against Colorado and Clemson did get a blowout win, well, how do you feel about that? Because it's hard for me when you're an undefeated team being ranked below a team that's one and one. Well, I mean, you it, it, that is tough, but obviously this early in the season there's a lot of examples like that. I mean, you know, Cincinnati's undefeated, Penn State's undefeated, Florida, Notre Dame, UCLA, Virginia Tech, Coastal Carolina, just to name a few, but it'll it'll all sort out uh, as the year goes, but you know, Texas A&M, they lost their quarterback this week. Uh Haynes King is going to be out till at least middle of October. Uh and they, you know, with with the backup coming in, they really struggled against Colorado. They couldn't score any points. Uh, I think they won that one 10-7. to Very close battle. That one was going on uh, right when we were starting our game. Uh, and that's the only thing about you know us being current college football players. There, there's, there's some things that we don't get to watch. We just have to read about afterwards. Uh, and so you know we do our best to interpret you know what we see on social media, what the box scores say, all that. But you know to my knowledge, A&M just really struggled uh, offensively with uh, Calzada at the helm, uh, but it sounds like he made a play pretty late, 
with Isaiah Spiller, and that was what was able to put the Aggies over the top in Colorado. Now, you have to give Colorado credit because a lot of people had him on upset alert, and they were saying that there is a chance that they could beat him, and they almost did. They were in the running. Uh, another team I want to talk about is Notre Dame. Now, Notre Dame barely beat a Toledo team. They kind of look like they've been struggling, and they're still ranked number 12 hump. And I just kind of argued about them being undefeated, but kind of some poor wins. How do you feel about Notre Dame? Even you know, do they they look good at twelve? But let's be real, are they going to have that season that they had last year? Well, with <clears throat> with the win of Jacksonville State over Florida State, that honestly makes Notre Dame's very close overtime win over Florida State not look near as good. Um, so I don't think that Notre Dame can run the table. Um, you know, they play Cincinnati in a couple of weeks, and that's a team that I said can run the table and can make the college football playoff as a group of five school, and so I expect Notre Dame to drop that one, Uh, but I just think that Notre Dame is going to have to convincingly earn a college football playoff spot if they want a shot to go back, just just given given their history and, and given the brutal blowouts that they've taken in the college football playoff. And finally, the last team I want to talk about before we get into the scores is the Iowa Hawkeyes. They, uh, they've shocked the nation. They're up to number five. And uh, I know you talked about Cincinnati making the Final Four, but what are the chances we could see tight end you, fullback you in that Final Four? What do they have to do to continue to move up the rankings? Well, I think they just got to win out. Uh, I think it's as simple as that. Obviously, that is easier said than done. But, you know, if an undefeated Big Ten champion is going to get in the college football playoff, you know, because you went through Ohio State, you went through Michigan, you went through Penn State, you went through, uh, I mean, all these teams, all the, all this, you know, this loaded Big Ten conference. Uh, and so I think if you run the table, you, you are a pretty safe bet to make the college football playoff. And are, are we saying at this point that the ACC is kind of out of the Final Four rankings? I know Clemson kind of still has a shot, but do we think that an ACC team will make it at the at the, the end of the game? Well, Clemson is, is, in my mind, the only team that can do it. Uh, and I don't know that they will. You know, they played a, a much lesser opponent this week. They looked pretty bad against a, a, a solid Georgia team. But a Georgia loss in the first week of the season isn't going to ruin your college football playoff chances, but you're definitely on a short leash. Uh, and so DJ Ungalele and Dabo Sweeney are definitely going to have to figure it out down the stretch if they want a shot to make the college football playoff. Well, let's roll into some scores here. Starting it off, we have number 16, Coastal Carolina. They get the win over Kansas 49-22. to And Okay, I get it. It's the Kansas Jayhawks. But Coastal Carolina looks really good. And uh, I've kind of asked you this before, but... With how they've played, Coastal Carolina versus Cincinnati, you're still sticking with your boys. I'm going to have to go Cincinnati, partly because I've been so invested in them. Uh, but I do think that Coastal Carolina is good. Obviously, last year they, they came really aggressive onto the scene. Uh, they beat a, a, a Zach Wilson-led BYU, uh, and that was really impressive. So the Chanticleers, which is a great name, that's an FCS name. Um, but, yeah, they're going to be good. They're, they're going to win a lot of ball games this year. I, I honestly could see them making a New Year's Six Bowl uh, if, if, things, if things kept the way that they are and they, they can jump up in the rankings. I could definitely see them playing in a big bowl game. That's funny you said Zach Wilson. Uh, we're talking about him later. Had a good debut against the New York Jets or for the New York Jets. Now, Hump, before we get into the scores, uh, I forgot something. You had a little D2 news that you wanted to talk about, Division II football. It's still football. We love to talk about it. So, Hump, give the big news. Yeah, so uh, we had a Silver Springs alum. Uh, that's where I went to high school. We had a Silver Springs alum, Austin Davis. He plays offensive line for Midwestern State, uh, Division II program in Wichita Falls. Uh, they played Texas A&M Commerce, who has just recently won 
uh, a national championship at the Division II level in the last couple of years. Uh, they're number seven in the country, uh, Division II, and, and Midwestern, Texas A&M Commerce, they played at Globe Life uh, Park, which is mm-hmm. where the Rangers used to play. Uh, they had some XFL games there in the past. They, I think Tarleton and SFA played in the fall there maybe. Um, yeah, that was the fall South and Conference Championship yeah. game, the famous one. Uh, but yeah, Midwestern State uh, down 23 to nothing against Texas A&M Commerce. Uh, long story short, the, uh, the Stangs came back uh, and won this one 31 to 30. Uh, what a game. And, and, and you know, uh, he told me the whole story, uh, and, it, and it was awesome. But, but that, that type of thing reminds me of how I felt against a James Madison when Sam Houston made their big comeback. Uh, it's just something that's going to live with you forever. Uh, obviously, that's a huge win for their program, huge win for my friend Austin Davis. Uh, we are, you know, we're excited for them. Obviously, now, going forward, we're definitely going to keep up with the Stangs. Uh, I think Austin Davis posted – a, uh, a hat, uh, rock and walk on radio earlier this week, so that's awesome. Uh, big Stangs fans now. Uh, is is walk on radio? Is the Midwestern State Mustangs our official Division Two team now going forward? I mean, I have to, and I feel like I have to put the Stangs in the zoo. Like we just have to keep rolling with these with these boys. I, I, I honestly, I, I think that that's a great idea. They play Angelo State this week, so we're hoping for uh, hoping for a big win by the Stangs. Stangs by ninety. I've seen Austin tweet that. Uh, but yeah, uh, awesome story, and uh, we can't wait to keep up with them for the rest of the season. Yeah, Division Two and Division Three football is it, so special because you don't get you don't get the things that Division One football players get. You don't get the nice locker rooms, all the equipment, the big stadiums. So Division Two and Division Three, you just gritty. have to, yeah, gritty. you That's have a... to simply love football. And uh, there's some still really good football teams and football games. So uh, we'll keep up with that, and it's going to be really fun to watch. But uh, we got to keep going with FBS. And next up is of course. Your Oregon Ducks. So this is I'm gonna leave this to you because they shocked the nation. I think only like two or three people may have picked Oregon to win, but they beat Ohio State 35 to 28 with their best player not even playing. So Hump, talk to me about the Ducks and uh, should we be a little scared about these guys? Dalton, uh, you know I can't say that I'm surprised because I preseason picked them uh, to make the Final Four of the College Football Playoff, but I'm surprised. I'm surprised that the Ducks marched into Columbus. And, uh, and beat Ohio State the way that they did. It was really, you know, the score had it one way, uh, but the, the, the game as itself had it another. This one really wasn't all that close. Uh, C.J. Verdell, uh, the Oregon running back, really impressed the heck out of me. I mean, that dude, he had three touchdowns. Uh, and, and for Oregon not to have Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, one of the best defenders in college football, is, is pretty impressive. Uh, you know, a lot of C.J. Stroud slander. Uh, from Ohio State, the, the the new quarterback. A lot of people don't think he can get it done. Uh, and I think that this is obviously a really good Oregon team. I think that this is a, a good Ohio State team, but maybe not an Ohio State team of the past. Um, they're loaded at receiver, Chris Olave. Uh, you know, you've got, you've got the Lake Travis uh, receiver. I'm drawing a blank. Garrett Wilson. Yeah, that's what it is. Garrett Wilson. Um, so, so one of the best duos in the country, but yeah, Oregon, you know, that's a, that's a monumental win. And obviously, if they win out, I would say that they are well on their way to a college football playoff spot. They're sitting at four right now. I, you know, given their resume, I'd probably agree with that. Uh, you know, you beat an Ohio State at their place. Uh, but going forward, you know, you're going to have to beat the UCLA's. You're going to have to beat the USC's. Uh, and so we'll see. But uh, for right now, uh, considering that I am probably one of the only people 
that put Oregon in the college football playoff, I'm feeling pretty good. Now, of course, it might be a little too early to ask this question, but with the loss and Michigan maybe being back, I'm going to ask you a little early pick them. Ohio State versus Michigan. I think I asked this last week and you stuck with Ohio State, but the Ducks got the win. You still sticking with Ohio State or, or is Michigan officially back? Yeah, honestly, I'm picking Ohio State until Michigan does it. Uh, you know, it's been so long since Michigan had a team that was better than the Buckeyes. Uh, and so I think that the safe pick is definitely picking Ohio State. Well, Michigan gets the win over Washington, 31-10. to 10. That's, a, that's a huge win. It's but, big. But Dalton. What does that say about Washington? Uh, what does it say about Washington? Uh-oh. Um, I know we're on FBS right now. We'll talk about FCS shortly. But what does it say about Washington? You know, what did I say? What did I say? I said, does that win, does Montana's win over Washington, does it change if Washington is a 500 team this year? Then they might even be below 500. Was that a team that was ranked or is that a team that should be ranked? You know oh. what I mean? I mean, it's tough, especially... I know I'm going to ruffle some feathers, but it's true. And, and it's Michigan. They're a great program, but we don't know which Michigan is here. It could be the Michigan of these last couple of years where they struggle, or it could be a brand new Michigan. But I think that argument definitely pays off with Washington and Montana. You never know. We don't, we don't know what Montana team we're getting. They're still really good. You've got to give them their credit. But uh, a big loss for Washington. They are definitely struggling. Uh, the next score, we talked about it. Texas A&M versus Colorado. Haynes King has broken his leg, and he is out. Uh, so they're going to have to either stick with their quarterback, maybe find somebody else, but they get the win over Colorado in a nail-biter, in a close one. It shouldn't be that close. They've got some tough ones coming up, Dalton. They've yeah. got, they've got uh, I know they play Mississippi State. Uh, I'm pretty sure they play Auburn. And then I know that they have Alabama coming up, and those are all games that uh, Haynes King will not be back for. So your little Texas A&M to the National Championship bet, Kind of looking like uh, you've got a long way to go. Well, there's a there's a lot of takes that I made this year that uh, are awful. Saints being last in their division, <laughs> uh, the Los Angeles Rams being last in their division. What what an awful take! Uh, Alabama not being the same team. Texas A&M going to the national championship. Justin Herbert winning MVP. I really struggled this year, but that's okay. It's not over. It's only week two. We got plenty of time. Uh, next up, we have number 24 Miami barely beating Appalachian State. This is not good. There's, oh, yeah, De'Aaron King winning the Heisman. That's another take I made. And uh, You are struggling. I mean, that's this is bad. This is bad. Miami gets to win, but they barely beat a, a Sun Belt team, a Fun Belt team, 25-23. Uh, to 23. You hate to see that. And then next up, oof, we, uh, this, let's, let's have a quick moment of silence. Okay, Texas. <laughs> Texas is not back. Texas is, Texas is not bad. Gone forever, uh, in the words of the guy that does baseball on Twitter. Gone forever. They lose to number 20, Arkansas. And I don't know if you saw the tweet, but Arkansas posted the score, and they said, welcome to the league. And this is Arkansas saying that. This is the bottom of the SEC talking like that. Hump, talk to me about this game. What went wrong? And is Texas ready for the SEC? Dalton, I'm, I'm over it, dude. I'm, I've been a Texas fan all my life. I've bled orange. Uh, I bled orange before I bled Bearcat orange. Um, and I'm over it. Uh, I'm, I'm, tired of, I'm tired of the lack of success with the amount of resources that Texas has. And like the thing is, is like I've been a Cowboys fan and a Longhorns fan forever. Um, and at least with the Cowboys, there's a reasonable excuse I can pretty much make every year to why we don't win the Super Bowl. You know, big injury, terrible, terrible call referee-wise. Just... just just various normal cowboy things to say. Um, with the Longhorns, no, no, I don't. I don't have anything because 
They've got the most money in the country. They've got some of the best facilities in the country. They, I mean, they, other than Alabama, they can pretty much get whatever recruit they want, um, and they still can't get it done. And so I don't, <laughs> I mean, they're, what were they going into this game, 15th, ranked 15th? If they can't go into uh, an Arkansas team that has been really bad of lately, you know, I know they're on the ups, I know they're ranked now, but they've been really bad the last couple of years. If they can't go to a Fayetteville uh, and win, and win this game, they I don't I don't know what what kind of competitive what kind of competitive nature are they going to put up when they actually do move to the SEC and they and they're doing this every weekend. Yeah, they're going to Starkville, they're going to they're going to Ole Miss, they're going to Death Valley. I don't I, don't even mention Alabama, don't even mention Georgia. We're talking <laughs> about Arkansas. We're talking about we're talking about South Carolina. Mm. I mean, I don't know what Texas thinks that they're getting into, um, and I'm pretty mad about it. This was a game that happened while we were playing, uh, and so I didn't get to watch it, but I heard that it was bad. I heard that it was really bad, uh, and I heard that it was bad enough that Hudson Card is no longer the starting quarterback for Texas. Mm. It's Casey Thompson now. Um, it's embarrassing, and, I, and I'm not saying that Texas can't you know, turn around and, and go on to win the Big 12 because I don't know that Oklahoma is all that. Obviously, Iowa State just lost to a really good Iowa team, but I don't know, Dalton. I, I'm pretty fired up about it. I'm pretty embarrassed. I'm tired of Texas doing this. Uh, Texas is officially not back. I said that they were back last week, and I'm sorry. I revoke that. Uh, and Texas Longhorn Nation, you should definitely be embarrassed. Now, see, the offense was bad, of course. But let's talk about the Texas defense. Could not make a tackle to save their life. They let Arkansas put 40 points on them. This isn't the Big 12. You can't get away with not having a defense, not making tackles. You can't get away with, okay, we'll put up more points to them. you got to make plays. you got to be big, and it just didn't work out. Now, Hump, you know, Iowa State lost. They lost to Iowa, so Oklahoma can still lose a game. So are we – how's Texas in this Big 12 running right now? Is there still a shot? What's going to happen? And Oklahoma versus Texas, are we going to kind of give it to Oklahoma at this point? Well, technically, as far as the Big 12 goes, they're all undefeated uh, just because they haven't played a Big 12 contest as far as standings goes. But, yes, Texas has a loss. Iowa State has a loss. Oklahoma is undefeated. Um, I don't know, Dalton. Uh, I think that Oklahoma is is better than Texas. I think they have more talent. Um, But with the Red River rivalry, you never know. Um, There's been bad Texas teams beat really good Ohio – or, excuse me, Oklahoma teams – and it's kind of like SFA and, and Sam Houston. You know, Sam Houston, they've won the last nine Battle of the Piney Woods. But just because it's such a big rivalry, there, 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 there's so much tension, there's so much, you know, hate for the two schools, it's going to be a close game, even if the teams are uneven. Uh, and so I, I think that the Texas and, and OU battle this year is going to be a good game regardless. Yeah, it's going to be a fun game. Uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. We'll, we'll get there when we get there. Uh, more scores. 11 Florida. They beat South Florida 42-20. to This Florida offense looks really good. They're playing two quarterbacks right now, which in the long run might not work out, but they have a redshirt freshman who's wearing Tim Tebow's numbers, and every time he goes in, he's either running for 40-plus or he's throwing a 70-yard bomb. He's the future of not only Florida, but I think college football. I'm really excited for Florida. You told me the future of the NFL. Dude. I mean, you, you have lots of high praise I for do. this kid. And, and look, if you're going to give if you're gonna give a man number 15 from Florida, and, the, and 15 is a legendary number. That's up there with Vince Young in Texas. You don't uh, just give a player that I number. I would agree. I would agree. So he's got to be something. And, and he's splitting time right now. But when he goes in, 
things happen, and that's what's important. They're, the Florida's offense is putting up a lot of points. Don't sleep on Florida. They're going to be a really good team. They could surprise a lot of people. They're in the SEC, so they have a tough schedule, just like everybody else does in there. But uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to keep an eye on them. Uh, and go Gators. And next up, we have number five, Iowa, beating number 14, Iowa State, 27-17. to 17. We talked about it. Iowa, they have a shot. They have a shot to get in there, to get in the Final Four. They got to keep winning. Iowa State, they have to bounce back. Uh, it, it's a tough rival, uh, rivalry loss, losing like that in Iowa. It's such a small state. There's not that many big schools there. So once you lose, you got a year to wait it out and uh, get another shot. And then finally, we have some FCS scores. Duquesne? We talked du- a lot. Duquesne. We Duquesne? talked a lot about in the spring. Duquesne. <laughs> how do you pronounce it? But don't matter how you pronounce it. Fear the FCS. Fear the FCS is alive FCS. and well. Twenty-eight to twenty-six against Ohio, not State, the regular Ohio. Doesn't matter. Fear the FCS. Uh, and another almost fear the the FCS. Whack friend, rival. Not a friend. Not, not a, a friend. friend. No. SFA, the Lumberjacks. They almost. They almost get Texas Tech. Twenty-eight to twenty-two. Hump. How excited are you for the Piney Woods now that SFA is really good, Sam Houston's really good? It could be a, a main event matchup. All right, let's pump the brakes on SFA is really good. Um, they've they've they're one and one. Uh, they beat an okay Tarleton team and and they hung with a probably bad Texas Tech team. But nonetheless, fear the FCS. Uh, they were one play away. I believe they were on the seven yard line going in to win the game. Fourth down, didn't get it. Um, Boy, I know Colby Carthol wanted that one. Mm. I know that they wanted to beat the Red Raiders. Would the shirt come off if they won? I think pants would come off if they won. <laughs> um, Big 12 win, that, that's huge. But, yeah, I think SFA is definitely on the ups. Um, you know, if, if that trend continues, uh, Battle of the Piney Woods is going to be awesome. You know, they're going to have probably the best record they've had going into that game in a long time. Uh, I think that they play some really – Really crappy opponents coming up. I think they play like Mississippi Valley State and then Lincoln University, maybe mm. a, a non Division One pro, maybe not even non NCAA program. It might be an NAI school. Um, but yeah, that that that's going to be their tune-up games going into Sam Houston Battle of Piney Woods, and so we will see. I definitely think that it's going to be a good game. Like I said, with Texas and OU, you can always expect a rivalry game to be good. And so uh, I don't expect I don't expect any different with Sam and and Stephen F. Austin. Yeah, it's going to be a fun game. If you're in Huntsville area or you want to go to the game, I think tickets are now available for yep. the Battle of Piney yep. Woods. So get your kid tickets. It's going to be hopefully we're not going to sell out NRG, but we want to get as as busy as possible. Uh, it's a really fun experience for the players and the fans. So uh, get ready for Piney Woods. It is on the way. And then last up, we have Jacksonville State versus Florida State. Fear the FCS hump. Tell everybody what happened if they didn't see it. What went down those final seconds of the game? So I'm actually, I'm sitting in Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, and the game is on, and I mean, if you didn't see it, you need to look at the last play, but I don't even want to call it a Hail Mary, but Jacksonville State, you know, they're on the the opposite 30. Uh, it's, it's the last play of the game, time's running out. Zarek Cooper, the Gamecocks quarterback, chunks one up, and, it, and like I said, it, if you watch the play, it's not even a Hail Mary. It's, it's pretty much just a go ball. Uh, Receiver makes a play, breaks a tackle, cuts across field, and the Gamecocks beat the Florida State Seminoles at their place. Mm. I mean, unbelievable. One of the bigger uh, FCS over FBS upsets in a long time. Um, wow. I mean, I would say that Florida State is, is you know, from a historical sense, Florida State is one of the greatest college football programs of all time. 
so it doesn't really matter what they what they've done in the last couple years. This is a huge win for the Gamecocks. And especially for the, the game they had last week, a game where they struggled and, and they got absolutely destroyed to come out and then get the upset win. It's really exciting, and it just makes our matchup against them even more exciting. They, uh, we're, we're playing them in, in a few weeks, and uh, it definitely makes it, just like the Piney Woods, uh, a main event matchup. But enough of that hump. Oh, it would be cool if that was college game day, wouldn't it? Uh-oh. Like college game day in Huntsville with the Gamecocks in town. I mean, we got a lot of brand new stuff. They're pretty cool. We look, we look pretty out there with a the national champ. Pretty cool. If you if you hear this, Lee Corso, come on down. We'll give you a Sammy head to put on because he doesn't want a Gamecocks head. Come on, he wants a Sammy head. But enough of that hump. It's time. Uh, you, you got a lot to talk about. It's uh, it's your fantasy corner. It's time oh, to talk about fantasy man. football. Uh, you have your league, which we all want to listen to, <laughs> but we have the walk on league and. Uh, Oh boy, you had a you had a tough matchup against team tight end, a rookie coming in his first fantasy year. So, Hump, it's your time. Talk to me about fantasy. Who surprised? Who disappointed? And uh, give a little update. Fantasy football. It's week one. Uh, you know, this is the time where you know you find out did I draft the right team? Did I was I sleeping? Uh, did I did I get a sleeper? Um, week one, week two, week three. That's kind of what it's about. Uh, my personal league. You mentioned it. I got the win. Um, obviously that's, you know, it's important to get wins early because you never know when you're going to have injuries, uh, and, and whenever it's time for waivers to win Super Bowls, but yeah, one to know, that's obviously the goal. Now, the league that I'm not one to know in is, uh, the walk on radio fantasy football league. And I, I, I warned y'all that I could feel an upset coming, uh, from Dalton Meyer and Isaac Schlein. So, I just wanna I just wanna give a little bit of a clap for there. You know, Darren Waller, he came up big last night in an, in a crazy Monday night football game. But I mean, you told me that he had to have a career night. Well, buddy, he had a career night. Uh Darren Waller is awesome. Big win there for Dalton. Uh his first official fantasy football win to my knowledge. He said he was a rookie. Uh I mean that's like that's like the Detroit Lions beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been there and done that, but Obviously, I'm playing from behind now. I'm 0-1. Dalton's 1-0. But as far as from a player standpoint, you know, Christian McCaffrey, huge week. Kyler Murray, huge week. Tyler Lockett, huge week. Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, huge week. Uh, any receiver on the Dallas Cowboys, huge week. Dak Prescott, huge week. Um, you know, some bad weeks, some, some weeks that definitely stood out to me that, you know, from a fantasy standpoint, they've got to be better. Ezekiel Elliott. Bad week. Saquon Barkley, bad week. Mike Evans, very bad week. Uh, James Robinson, you know, Urban Meyer, the new head coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars. James Robinson did not get his first carry until the second quarter. Mm -hmm. That's not ever what you want to see from a fantasy standpoint. But, Dalton, it's early. Um, You know, you got to get busy winning or get busy trying. Uh, Week two is upon us. Uh, And so if you didn't get the win in week one, hopefully you've got better luck in week two. If you started out 1-0, just keep doing the same thing, and hopefully your guys keep rocking. Yeah, I was a little nervous. My fantasy team, I had Raheem Mostert, gets hurt in the first quarter, out. We had Jerry Judy, gets hurt, out from the rest <laughs> of the game. So I didn't have a lot of hope, but I knew Darren Waller was going to get it done. Now, the thing with him is I probably could have won it early because he had about 15 attempts, and he dropped about five of them. So I was really nervous. I needed that touchdown. And on the final drive, he gets it. It's just like a story. You, you can't ride it any better. Hump, I have a question for you. And, and you talk about these players that disappointed, like Ezekiel Elliott. Well, these are star players. So what, what's your advice 
to fantasy owners. Should they drop them now? Should they? It's only week one. You never know what opponent they had. So should you wait a little bit? What's the plan for that and the waivers? Waivers win Super Bowl. What do you think is the best advice to give in that aspect? You know, I definitely wouldn't get the week one scaries. Um, you know, there's a lot of metrics you can look at that, that should make you feel better. Uh, one for Ezekiel Elliott is the fact that they played, you know, arguably the best front seven in all of, in all of the NFL. Uh, they didn't have their best offensive linemen. Uh, but Zeke, I read that he played 82% of the snaps. And so what that says to me is – it was in the game plan for Dak Prescott to throw it 60 times. Uh, that was just that's how the Cowboys felt that they could compete with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so Zeke owners, Saquon Barkley owners, uh, Mike Evans owners, all, all these star players that didn't didn't come through Week One, just give it give it a little bit. Don't don't go trading your first and second round picks because they didn't they didn't come through. Give it a little bit. Uh, it's Week One, like I said. Um, you know those guys those guys are going to get theirs. They're going to get their touches. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that one bit, uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely, just hold off on on getting rid of your guys. All right, well, let's roll into some some scores, and of course, we did it last year. We're gonna do it this year. We started off with our teams, and uh, Hump is it was a disappointing week for both of us. Maybe a little more for me it than was for you. Probably a little more disappointing for you. So let's start with Dallas Cowboys. They get the loss to Tampa Bay Bucks, thirty-one to twenty-nine. But Dak looks like an MVP. Receivers look like an MVP. Defense. Uh, struggled a little bit, but but not has, terrible. Had some positives. A lot of turnovers. This game and uh, man, you hung in there with the Super Bowl champs. That's a good sign. Dalton, I I wanted to be mad after this. I wanted to be sad after this, but honestly, there were more positives than negatives. Uh, if you watch the game, and 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 anyone who came up to me the next day, you know, talking about oh, the Cowboys lost, they suck again. They didn't watch the game because because I saw a Dallas Cowboys that if they play that way throughout the season. They're going to win a lot of ball games. They're going to be a playoff team. Uh, I don't think that there is a team in the NFC East that can beat that version of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll see what we get this week. Uh, but, I mean, Dak Prescott, my lord. That, that dude didn't skip a beat. He looked calm. He looked cool. He looked collective. Um, you know, Zeke, the touches are going to be there. But Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, they looked great. The defense, yeah, they gave up some points. Yeah, Tom Brady threw it around on them, but... The defense also caused some really big turnovers, um, you know. And if we're two points, I tweeted this. I think if we're two points worse than a team that a lot of people consider the best team in the NFL at their place, first game of the season, opening game of the NFL, I like where we're at. I like where we're at, and I think you know. Obviously, I'm being optimistic here. You always want to win every game that you play in, um, but I'm optimistic. You know, the Cowboys got a huge one. Uh, at, at Los Angeles this week, the Chargers, that's going to be a tough test. But after that, if you look at their schedule, it's pretty easy. I think, I think maybe they talked about how the Cowboys don't play a playoff team from last year until week 11. Man, I mean, that's, that sounds pretty ideal to me. Obviously, if the Cowboys' defense continues to get better and Dak Prescott is still throwing it around like that, the Cowboys are going to be good. Yeah, and a lot of people said they kind of made excuses for the Bucks and said, well, it's week one, it's a new team, you got to get used to it. It's not a new team. The Bucks brought everybody back. It's the same team from the Super Bowl. So I'm excited for the Cowboys. Good I didn't for them. even bring off the blat- bring up the blatant push off oh, uh, at the end. That's I don't, twice now. I don't. I, I'm not. I don't want to say that you know that should have been called. This was that. This was this. It's kind of like it's kind of like calling a shooting foul on the on the last shot of a basketball game. It better be. It better be blatant. I don't know that. I don't know that Chris Godwin's push off was just flagrant. 
But he pushed off. If we're going off the rule, it was offensive pass interference. I'm not mad that they didn't call it. I know that that's part of the game. The, I mean, the benefit of the doubt always goes to the offense. And when Tom Brady got the ball there with, with a little over a minute, I knew what I was getting into. Yeah. I knew what I was getting into. I'm just glad that the Cowboys – I'm glad that the Cowboys silenced a lot of people that thought that, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers – would beat them by two or three scores. Man, a player that I want to bring up that was just a menace to society for the Bucks and doesn't get talked about a lot is Vita Vea. Fullback slash nose tackle for the Bucks. He's a big old Samoan. And, I mean, your center is 315 pounds, and he's throwing him into Dak. He was just a menace all game long. Their D-line is something special. When you have a D-line that is majority run stoppers but can still get to the quarterback and make sacks, it's, it's important. This Buck team looked really good. And another player that looked really good, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, a guy that kind of fell off. You know, a lot of stuff happened. But he comes out, and he looks, he looks like he, uh, he was in the Steelers. And then another player that I want to talk about is Rob Gronkowski, a player last year who blocked for majority of the game, uh, majority of the season, and kind of comes into playoffs and does his thing. Well, he gets it started early. He's such a big body. He is the greatest tight end. I think in the NFL. I think at this point we can kind of say that. You think ever? Rob Gronkowski I think he is. I think he was close, and now he's just continuing to do his thing. He is. He he can do both. He can block, and he can catch, and he's just so hard to cover. It's something that you got to give him credit for, but good for the Dallas Cowboys. They look good. On another note, the Green Bay Packers are in shambles. Shambles, shambles, shambles. Aaron Rodgers does not look the same. And uh, it was crazy offseason. It's week one. He's got to get back into rhythm. But also who, who didn't look the same was our offensive line. I mean, Rodgers is, what, 36, 37? And he's running for his life. You can't, you can't have that. Rodgers made some bad decisions. Uh, our defense looked rough. We let Jameis Winston throw for five touchdowns. Which you mean the 2021 NFL MVP Jameis Winston? I saw a tweet where it was like the tiers of quarterbacks, and it was God tier. Leave a space in respect of Jameis Winston, everybody else. So Jameis Winston looked really good. The Saints looked great without Michael Thomas. So good for the Saints. But the Packers, we're in a lot of trouble. We have a lot of work to do. Uh, Matt LaFleur said that's on him. Aaron Rodgers said, relax. It is week one. We still have plenty more games to go. And that's how I feel. Relax. We got a, we got a game against the Lions next Monday, week. Monday Night Football, I believe. And uh, That's you know, a must win. It should be an easy win. It should be easy, but it's a must win. Must win. And uh, we got to look a lot better. Devontae's <laughs> got to get the ball more. Um, I'm a little worried. But it's okay. We're okay. The Packers are fine. Dalton, did you hear the, did you hear the conspiracy that Aaron Rodgers decided to come back to the Green Bay Packers just to sabotage their season. I have heard that. And, I mean, after I that mean, game... You think there's any truth to that? After that game, I could buy into it. But, come on. He wouldn't do that. He loves his Packers. He brought Randall Cobb on so they can enjoy the, possibly his last season in Green Bay. It's okay. Definitely his last season in Green Bay. Last season in the NFL because he's going to retire. <laughs> but it's okay. We're fine. Everybody's fine. Jordan Love got some time in. He looked okay. I don't want to talk about him yet. It's not his time. Sit on the bench. Wait your turn. Aaron Rodgers, you're going to do your thing. I trust you. Let's move on. I don't want to talk about the Saints anymore. Houston, Texans. That's who I want to talk about. First place in the AFC South. I, I'm going to interrupt you. I want to formally apologize to Coach Matthew Merkins. Um, you know, me and him had a little bet. We put the over-under win totals at 5.5. If the Texans win six games, Coach Merkins wins. If the Texans win anything less... I win. 
And I'm worried. I'm worried because I felt like, you know, if, if for this to be possible, they were going to have to beat a team like the Jaguars. And they didn't just beat the Jaguars. They dismantled the Jaguars. And did I say Jameis Winston, 2021 NFL MVP? <laughs> I meant Tyrod Taylor. Oh, my God. I meant Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor has had the worst luck in the NFL since joining the NFL. I mean, the dude, the dude last year is getting ready to be the starting quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers. A trainer punctures his lung. And his replacement is a future All-Pro in <laughs> Justin Herbert. Tyrod Taylor, congratulations on the win. The Texans don't need Deshaun Watson, apparently. Uh, wow. I mean, I am, I am surprised, to say the least. I mean, he was always a starting quarterback material, and I'm glad he's getting a shot. Their new coach, I saw their little post-game you know, in the locker room talking about the win. He just looks happy to be there. And that just shows that the team's bought in, everyone's bought in, the defense looks really good. And uh, their defensive coach is Lovey Smith, a defensive coordinator. And I didn't know that. We can't forget he was a head coach. So you know, successful or not as a head coach, he a knows Super what Bowl he's doing. Coach. He knows what he's doing, and their offense looks really good. Now, I would ask you: This is a good Houston game or a bad Jacksonville game? This is a bad Jacksonville game. Trevor Lawrence, two picks. He he kind of struggled out there. Urban Meyer, uh, I don't know if he's ready for the NFL now. I don't know if you heard. USC has fired their coach after two weeks. I think that that was all a conspiracy that, that Urban Meyer was, was thinking about going to USC just, just like in the middle of the night. So a lot of people are saying that Urban Meyer is going to jump ship, go back to college. But uh, a bad game for the Jags. Uh, your, little, your little theory might take a couple more years, maybe three or four, until they're, they're ready for the playoff. But good for Houston. They're, they're the only ones with a win in the AFC South. they got to keep it going. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch them. Next up. We had the Los Angeles Chargers and the Washington football team. Didn't look like the MVP season I predicted for Justin Herbert, but they get to win 20-16. Ryan Fitzpatrick is out. He's on IR with a hip injury. So does now Taylor Heineke. His team, one goal, one season. I, I don't know if you've seen him, but the Washington football team has come down to their final couple names. And uh, there's some interesting ones. There, I think the Hogs are in there. There's the, the Wolves. The Red Wolves are, are one of them. And uh, the Washington football team, staying as it is, is a name. I think they should just keep it at this point. Now, there's another one, which I'm on, on board. The Washington Presidents. Come on. Okay. Put, That'd, put be cool. George, That'd be cool. Put uh, George Washington on the helmet. It'll look really cool. But we're going to get there when we get there. Next up, we have the, the Panthers versus the Jets. Darnold, Mania is alive and well. 19-14. to 14. But Zach Wilson looked pretty good in his debut. What do you think about Zach Wilson? Uh, you know, you had doubts. Are you on the train yet? You got to see some more. And uh, what do you think? I think he looked good. Uh, you know, let's not forget who he plays for. He plays for the New York Jets. Uh, there's not going to be immediate success there. But, you know, you've got guys like Tony Romo saying that he's going to be, in a couple of years, one of the three to five most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't know if I see that. Uh, but coming from a guy like Tony Romo, who I definitely respect his opinion, I know that he's a smart dude. I think Zach Wilson, I think there's a shot. Uh, yeah, you know, he's going to need some help around him. Uh, obviously, this was against the Panthers, who themselves are not that good. But let's go to the other quarterback in this game. How about Sam Darnold? Mm-hmm. How about And, and I, and I want to say that I, in the past, have put a lot of hate on Sam Darnold. Oh, but, a lot. You but, said a lot. But I also said that I would not be surprised if he came to the Carolina Panthers and had more success. I think that he was behind the cloud of, I play for the New York Jets. You know, you've got Chris McCaffrey, you've got DJ Moore, you've got Robbie Anderson, you've got Terrence Marshall. You've got all these weapons, and Sam Darnold made the most of it. So going forward, 
I would not be surprised if Sam Darnold was a much more successful NFL quarterback. And that's what I said the whole time. For, for Darnold Mania is you got to get out of the Jets and he's going to shine. So hopefully Carolina is the spot for him. I'm excited for him. He gets his revenge game against the Jets. Next up, we have Kansas City uh, playing Cleveland. Believe Land is alive and well. Cleveland almost gets to win 29-33. to Great game by both of them. Man, Cleveland, is, is it going to be their year this year? I know they, they almost beat them, but I'm, I'm really excited for these Browns. I did pick Kansas City, but I told you I wanted the Browns to win. They almost got it. Baker and Baker we trust? I think that Cleveland is, is going to win the AFC North. Uh, I didn't really like what I saw out of the Ravens last time on Monday Night Football. The Steelers, however, pick up a huge win against the Buffalo Bills. But Cleveland, they get the loss at Kansas City, and this is, this is a loss – that's similar to the Cowboys' loss. Yeah, we lost, but there's a lot There's a lot of positives to look at. Cleveland is going to win a lot of football games this year, uh, and if they are you know, one possession away from beating a team that is as talented as the Kansas City Chiefs, I would like where I'm at. Yeah, one thing that's good about the Browns is uh, Nick Chubb. He is running people over left and right. Uh, you talk about Pittsburgh. They get the win over the Bills, 23-16. to Josh Allen looked rough. Maybe not the MVP season we're seeing out of him. It's week one. You got to give him a chance. Pittsburgh looks a lot better than we think, but uh, Big Ben kind of struggling. He's uh, he's not the quarterback he once was, but he's old. We kind of saw that coming. But uh, they get the win regardless, 23-16. to 16. Uh, Another score of the Los Angeles Rams against the Bears. When is Justin Fields going to start? Because uh, Andy Dalton did his thing, kind of struggled. But the Rams, Matthew Stafford run Rams. This Finally, be, Matthew Stafford is on a team that, that can help him. This might be a Super Bowl team, if you ask me. I'm, I, I'm telling you, I picked him, I picked him to go to the NFC Championship. And, and poor, we've talked about this before, but poor Jared Goff. He's in, he's in Detroit, kind of miserable. Matthew Stafford finally leaves Detroit, gets to go to L.A., brand-new stadium, which also, with that stadium in Las Vegas, stadium packed, it looked really nice. Beautiful. It, it was fun. Uh, both stadiums are beautiful, but the Rams, they look really good. The Bears look awful, but Justin Fields looks good. I think it's time for him to get the rock eventually. It's coming. We both predicted that he will be the starter by the end of the season. We'll have to see how that goes. Next up, we have uh, Seattle versus Indianapolis and Hump. How's your Colts doing? Talk to me about the Colts uh, and Russell Wilson, MVP form. <laughs> we see it these first couple weeks. He's hot. Yeah, the Colts offensively uh, weren't meshing the way that I think that they will coming, you know, coming up. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, he had over 115 yards of total offense. Didn't get in the end zone, but Carson Wentz, he looked okay. Uh, definitely, you know, as far as his foot goes, he was running around, and so that's good to see. But the Seattle Seahawks, man, Russell Wilson, I'm telling you, that guy is, for the first 10 weeks of the season, he is a sure-cut thing to be the MVP. Uh, we'll see if he can keep it up, but he was... He was nothing short of magnificent in this one. Yeah, he said in his post-game interview, all he was doing was praising the offensive line and how he was being protected. That's what he wanted, and that's what he got. So good for them. Next up, and uh, talking about offensive line not protecting people, we have Arizona versus Tennessee. Mm. I talked about Taylor Lewan. I'm a big fan of him and his podcast. His podcast is actually one of uh, the things that got me to want to do this. Well... Taylor Lewan looked like a podcaster out there. <laughs> he allowed Chandler Jones to have five sacks, two forced fumbles, and uh, Arizona gets to win 38-13. to Not only was the defense good for Arizona, but Kyler Murray was running around playing a video game. So talk to me about Arizona. These are my boys. I was high on the Cardinals. I knew their success was coming, and it's finally here. Should we be nervous with Arizona? They're in a tough, tough division. 
Yeah, you know, they're in a great division, probably the best division in NFL. Uh, but if Kyler Murray can play at this level consistently, the Arizona Cardinals are going to be really tough to beat. And, and Kyler Murray is probably going to win the MVP because he that's how good he was this last Sunday. And, and the Tennessee Titans, I don't know. you got to get Derrick Henry rolling. You got that, that is who the Tennessee Titans are. Uh, they weren't able to do that. A.J. Brown did catch a touchdown, uh, but Julio Jones did not come to play. Uh, and, and, you know, if the Tennessee Titans are going to be, you know, this juggernaut of an offense that, that people before the season thought they could be, I think that it runs it, it goes through Derrick Henry. It, it doesn't matter what the receivers can do. Uh, I, the, the, the Titans are best when Derrick Henry touches the ball 20-plus times a game. Now, with this loss for Tennessee, what's the AFC South looking like? Do we think the Texans have a chance of winning it? Is it still the Titans to lose? Or uh, are we going to see somebody else maybe come up and, and shock the nation? Well, the Houston Texans have no shot of winning the division. I don't care what happened in week one. This is the Colts versus the Titans. Really, any way you slice it, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but for now, the time being, the Houston Texans enjoy being in first place of your division. Uh, that's something that I definitely would not have predicted. Uh, but, yeah, I, I definitely think that this is the Colts and the Titans to lose. Have to keep an eye on that. Next up, we had the battle of the Alabama quarterbacks. Miami versus the Patriots. Hump, talk to me about Mac Jones and the Patriots. But Tua gets the win. Miami wins 17-16. to Miami still looks good. But what do you think of Mac Jones? Is this Patriots team going to be the Patriots of old? I think going forward, Mac Jones is going to be awesome. Um, obviously, you know, if, if Belichick got to handpick his guy, I believe that it would have been Mac Jones. He played really clean this first week. Um, whenever he gets some weapons, I feel like they're, they're pretty dry as far as receiver talent, running back talent, all that. Uh, but but you you pair some good receivers with Mac Jones, a guy that is is the ultimate facilitator. Um, I think that I think that the Patriots can can get back to playoff stature. And where do we think is Cam Newton going to find a new home? I know he did his interview. He said he was shocked that he got released. He said he got released not because he lost his spot to Mac Jones, but because he's a distraction, just because of his aura, his personality. So uh, do we think Cam, Cam Newton's going to find a home? I know the Cowboys are interested, or do you think his career might be coming to a close? Well, uh, you know, with Ron Rivera being the Washington football team head coach and the Washington football team losing Ryan Fitzpatrick for, for a large portion of the season, I could see Cam Newton going to Washington. Uh, you know, Ron Rivera and him went to a Super Bowl uh, in 2015. That was Cam's MVP year, 15-1. and one. People forget that. Uh, and so I definitely think that there would be an appeal there, um, or it would be appealing for the Washington Redskins to, or the Washington football team to go and get Cam Newton. Uh, but who knows, maybe they feel good about Taylor Heineke. I definitely think that Cam Newton is good enough to be a quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I just think it's so late in the year as far as like offseason goes. Obviously, we've already had the first game. Uh, it's hard for me to believe that he would be a starting quarterback. Uh, day one for an NFL team. Yeah, I definitely think he's going to be a backup that comes in an injury or plug and play. We'll have to see where it goes. Washington football team. He's a great team. goal on back. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's as good as it gets inside the five. And Washington football team, I think, is a great choice. Maybe he goes to Dallas and becomes y'all's backup. We'll have to see about that. The last game of the uh, of the week, Monday night. Uh, the, Probably the best game of the week, honestly. Baltimore and Las Vegas. Las Vegas gets the overtime win in a chaotic <laughs> overtime game. Uh, they finally changed the rules for the overtime, first of all, which is fantastic. It is not a first-score wins. Well, it is, but there's there's some caveats. You don't you can't just go down, kick a field goal, and game over. you got to score to win. But Las Vegas gets it. 
Derek Carr looked a little rough, but kind of came out in the end. How do we feel about the Las Vegas Raiders? I know we were really high on them last year, and then they kind of fell off. And how do we feel about Baltimore? They're in a tough division as well. They're the team that is always in there. Are we are we nervous for the Ravens? And uh, what do we think about the Raiders? Well, first off, the uh, the opening of the stadium, the first time the stadium had fans, it was electric. Uh, and I don't know if you saw the pregame intro, but Bruce Buffer, he did his little thing. Steve oh. Aoki did his little thing. It was pretty cool. Uh, I'm sure the city of Vegas was jumping. I cannot imagine the amount of bets put on Monday Night Football last night. But, yeah, the Raiders, I think they're going to compete. Uh, I don't think they're good enough to compete at the highest level. Uh, they're going to win some games. You know, they beat the Chiefs last year. I could see something like that happening again. Uh, them, the Chargers, the Broncos, kind of beating up on each other. I think those are three good teams. Uh, the Ravens, you know, the Ravens. I, I think Lamar Jackson is good. Uh, he's a running back. Uh, I don't, I, you know, he made plays last night, but – I watch him and and I and I tell myself, man, that that guy, that guy's talented. That guy's going to win a lot of games in his career, but that guy, he's never going to win a Super Bowl. And and I don't know, it's just his style of play. You know, he he sometimes I feel like he's doing too much. Had an incredibly costly fumble last night, two of them if I remember correctly. Um so yeah, I don't know. I think Lamar Jackson's awesome. I think the Ravens are a good team, but I just don't see them reaching Super Bowl status. I would much rather pick a Cleveland Browns, I would much rather pick a a Buffalo Bills. I would probably rather pick a Colts or a Titans over them, to be honest with you. Uh, so I just, I don't know. I'm a little bit off of the Ravens. I think that they are a playoff caliber team, but nothing more than that. Yeah, another player on the Raiders team that I th- thought did a really good job was Max Crosby. He was oh, flying man. around. He's a captain of the team now. He did a great job. They looked really good. Um the Raiders look good, and, and like you said, it was really fun to see Vegas packed like that. It's funny because the game was around 8 o'clock, and that's kind of the early hours for Vegas. You know, it, it, the Vegas goes on till very early in the morning. So I know Vegas was rocking. The the overtime win, I know casino owners were shaking in their boots knowing the, the wave of people that were coming right after that to go party and have a good time. But good for the Raiders, good for Las Vegas, and uh, we'll see how they go. But it's time, Hump. It is pick'em time. Uh, let's talk about the rankings a little bit. The pick'em rankings. I know. Uh, congrats to uh, congrats to Coach Archer for winning this last week. He tied with uh, Frank Shiflet uh, in last place, I believe. It was actually I can't remember the name, but well, yeah. While you look at it, I do want to say something. We we had a little conspiracy theory with your with your Alexander woman. Neff last place. Jill, uh, uh, we we were concerned that her victory was a little uh, could have been wrong. But uh, what happened with the uh, where's she at now in the rankings? Well, she she had four points this last week, uh, so she's you know she's going to be towards the top uh, as far as overall rankings go, just because of her her solid week one, but. This week wasn't her week, uh, but we can't we can't really say that it was it was a fluke. I think it was more that this week was crazy. You know, Coach Merkins had four points. Clayton Barnes had four points. My dad was one point away from being uh, bottom of the pole, uh, and so I think you actually edged me out this week. You you got six points. I got five. I beat you week one. You beat me week two. So our little battle is neck and neck. Uh, but yeah, congrats, Coach Archer. 
Congrats, Frank Shiflett, for winning week two pick'em. We are excited about week three. Yeah, and for people that are asking, because I've had I've had some questions. Uh, for people that are doing this from week one, we're going to have a total at the end because yep. I know yep. Eric Schmidt was one of the people. He was little. He was wondering how the rankings were working. Given uh, are we doing both of them? Or are we just going week by week? But if you started week one. We will have a total ranking by the end, and uh, we'll plug people in so anyone can There's do it. There's going to be prizes at the end of the year. So, oh, yeah. so definitely uh, get as many picks in, get as many wins in as you can, uh, because when it's all said and done, we are going to have some prizes. And just because you didn't do week one don't doesn't mean you can't jump in. We always love having more people. It's really fun. But uh, enough of that. Let's roll into week three pickums. The first game is FCS matchup. We have James Madison at Weber State. This game could decide a lot of things. It's really exciting. Uh, James Madison is really good, but you can't sleep on Weber State. They had a really good spring, and they're coming off of a season where they want to prove everybody wrong. So, Hump, starting it off, who you taking? Dalton, this is a huge game as far as FCS goes. Uh, you know, this is 3 versus 10. Um, I mean, you know, I would say it being at Weber State in Ogden, Utah, I would say that that is definitely an edge towards Weber. Uh, but... I think James Madison is the real deal. I think James Madison is is pretty angry after after their finish last season. And so give me the Dukes. Uh, I feel good about this one, but I'm definitely excited to watch this game. Yeah, I'm going James Madison as well. They are the favorite. They are ranked three for a reason. Uh, they're doing a really good job. And uh, they have a target on our back, but in order to get to us, they got to win out the season. I think it's going to be a good matchup, but James Madison gets to win in a good fashion to prove themselves and to prove to everybody that they're still here and they're still the top dogs of the FCS. Next up, we have another good matchup, Alabama at Florida. Now, I doubted Alabama last week or two weeks ago. Nope, last week. They proved me wrong. And then we have Florida, a Florida Hood team who I was just hyping up earlier. This is a fun SEC matchup. Can Alabama keep the number one spot over Florida, shock the nation, and get things done? Hump, who are you taking? Well, Dalton, this is uh, this is a fun one. Uh, you know, I, I think at the Swamp, at Florida, this is, again, uh, something that, that goes into their favor. Uh, but I'm not picking against Nick Saban. I'm not picking against Bama. Uh, come on. I mean, you did that. You're crazy. I couldn't believe that you did it. I don't think you'll do it again. And so for that, I am taking Bryce Young and Nick Saban. So give me Bama. Roll Tide. Yeah, normally I would take Florida in, in its upset fashion. I think both their quarterbacks are really good. Their offense is flying around, scoring a lot of points. But i got to be safe here. I'm going to go with Alabama. Uh, I think it's going to be a close matchup. I think it might be a high-scoring game. But Alabama's defensive line is so strong and so big that they might make some plays. So give me Alabama. But I am cheering on Florida. I think Oh, their I'm definitely cheering for Florida. Yeah. I hate Alabama. But I I'm think just... their, their quarterback game is really good. And uh, it could shake things up if Alabama gets a loss. Next up, we have Arizona State at BYU. Two really good teams, the Sun Devils and then the, the Cougars. The, the Cougars, Cougars, right? Cougars. BYU, both teams are looking to get a win and to move up in the rankings. So, Hump, who are you taking? You know, this one was hard for me. Uh, I, you know, the Sun Devils are ranked 19. I think BYU is 23. Uh, but after BYU's win at Utah last week, a Utah team that you and I typically have high praise for, uh, how do I not pick? How do I not pick BYU? Uh, so I am going to pick BYU here. Shout out Dylan Cannon. Uh, he, he's a long, he's our compliance one of our compliance guys at Sam Houston. He's a longtime BYU fan, uh, and so I'm picking picking the Cougars here. Uh, great uniforms, by the way. One of my favorites. Uh, just a clean look. 
But, uh, yeah, I'll take BYU at home. Man, talking about uniforms, Arizona State has some really cool uniforms. Yeah. They have some cool concepts, and I love Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards is the coach. Yeah. I've been big on Arizona State, but I'm also going with BYU. I think they get the win here. They, they looked really good these last two weeks, and uh, I'm excited for them. And uh, I think they're going to bump up the ranks with this one. And uh, poor Arizona State, this game might knock them out, but we'll have to see. You never know what could happen. Next up, we have Virginia Tech at West Virginia. Virginia Tech has had a good start to this season. West Virginia, always a prominent school. Can always surprise a lot of people. I know they beat Texas to knock them out a few years ago. But this is a good battle of Virginia. Hump, who you got? Dalton, this one's very intriguing. Uh, it seems like all the teams that are favored are on the road this week. Uh, West Virginia uh, is at home. Virginia Tech has had two good wins. Beat a North Carolina team that you and I loved. Beat them week one, Virginia Tech, coming into West Virginia. Uh, man, this one's intriguing. This one is intriguing. You've got ACC, you've got Big 12, but just because they beat North Carolina, just because they beat Sam Howell, just because they beat Mac Brown, I am sticking with the Hokies. Uh, not, not the sandwich. I'm taking the Hokies. Uh, Virginia Tech over West Virginia in a very, very close game. Yeah, I'm sticking with the hot hand, going Virginia Tech. West Virginia is a good school, though, a good team, and this would be the team that kind of upsets Virginia Tech. It, there's a lot on the line here, but I like Virginia Tech. I like what they're doing, and uh, Enter Sandman is something crazy. Hopefully we get to see, or no, we don't get to see it again, but it'll be fun to see it down the line. Excited for this game. Give me the Hokies. Dalton, we're four games in, and we've uh, we've gotten the same pick so far. we gotta, we got to spice it up Trust here. me, it's coming. We NFL, gotta, gotta NFL is coming. Okay, NFL perfect, is coming. Perfect. Uh, next up, we have Cincinnati at Indiana. I think we both know who we're going with here. Uh, your, your pick to get in the Final Four, a little sleeper. And Indiana, who had a great fall last year and has kind of struggled this year. Hump, just say it. We already know what your answer is. Obviously, I am picking the Bearcats, but I do feel like this is a game that would, that would be a staple win. I mean, it's a good Big Ten program. It's a team that last year uh, played really well. Uh, I don't think Indiana is the same as they were in the fall. Pretty much a basketball school at this point, but... Definitely give me the Bearcats. That would be a huge win for Cincinnati. Going Cincinnati as well. I want to pick Indiana just to spite you, but <laughs> they have fallen off. They're not the team they were last year, and uh, Cincinnati's hot, and they want to stay hot. They have a chip on their shoulder. So give me Cincinnati. We move on to the NFL, and the first matchup, uh-oh, this is a tough one. And uh, I'm looking at our little responses here. It's kind of even. We have the Dallas Cowboys at L.A. in the brand-new stadium, Hump. This is these are your boys, and you're facing a team who I think might win the might win their division, might go to the AFC Championship, might have an MVP on their team. So, Hump, who are you taking, the Cowboys or the Chargers? We already know this answer. Yeah, obviously, uh, other than the Packers, this is like the Ryan and Dalton Bowl. I mean, you pretty much adopted the Chargers this season. You said that Justin Herbert is going to win the MVP. You said that the Chargers are going to the AFC Championship, uh, and so this is a big one. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who you pick. I'm picking the Cowboys. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, the Cowboys do not play a playoff team from last year until week 11. So if we can string as many wins together as possible until then, Cowboys are going to have a really solid record. Uh, the three games after this game get a lot easier. And so I, I think that there's a real shot. If they win this one, you could be looking at a 5-1 and one Dallas Cowboys heading into the bye week. So give me the, give me the boys. Now you're talking about Dallas aren't playing a playoff team for a while. The L.A. Chargers were close, and, and they're a really good team. I've talked about them. You know what I've said about them. I'm going with the Chargers, and, and this is a staple game that Herbert needs 
This is a good Dallas offense, but a mediocre Dallas defense. I think this is Herbert's time to shine. Keenan Allen needs to get a lot of points. Austin Eckler can run around. I'm excited for Joey Bosa versus a okay Dallas offensive line. They definitely aren't the same that they once were. They had a little struggles, especially with such a good Bucks D-line. But Joey Bosa can come out and make a lot of plays. It could definitely uh, change the tide of the game. So give me the Chargers at home in a packed Chargers stadium, SoFi uh, a Stadium. I'm excited. This going to be a really high-scoring affair. Yeah, this yeah. is going to be a really interesting matchup, but uh, I need Herbert to prove himself. Kind of like Derek King, I wanted him to do with Alabama. This is his time. This would be a staple win for the Chargers, so give me that one. Next up, we have Tennessee at Seattle. Seattle, of course, red hot for the first couple weeks until Russell Wilson falls off. And then you have Tennessee, a team that was favored. Julio Jones kind of struggled, and uh, a rough game for, for them against Arizona. Do they bounce back, or does Seattle stay hot and continue moving forward? Hump. Who you got? Well, Dalton, uh, I feel weird saying that I think Tennessee could be 0-2, but I'm not going to pick against the Seahawks at home here, especially because Russell Wilson looks to be on a tear. Um, You know, is that going to fall off later? History says it will. Uh, But got to go with the Seahawks here, in my opinion. Uh, You know, you got the 12th man. Obviously, huge home field advantage. It's going to be a packed house for that one. Tennessee... Give the ball to Derrick Henry, please. I mean, he's one of the best running backs in the NFL, but give me the Seahawks. Yeah, Seattle's defense isn't wasn't the Legion of Boom that it once was. So this is a chance for Derrick Henry to go off and get this revenge game. But it's at home at Seattle. Russell Wilson is an MVP for a few weeks. So give me Russell Wilson in Seattle. I'm going with the Seahawks. It's going to be a loud one for sure, you know, going back with, a full, with full capacity fans. Uh, it'll be fun to see if, if Tennessee can bounce back, but I think they go 0-2, and maybe maybe the Texans go 2-0, and and this will be their division to lose. We'll have to see it when we get there. Next matchup, we have Minnesota at Arizona. Arizona with an, an MVP quarterback out of nowhere, such a good offense, and then Chandler Jones and that defense is going crazy. J.J. Watt is still on that team. Facing Minnesota, who, you know, maybe not their year this year, but it's only week two. You never know. So, Hump, you sticking with the hot hand of Arizona, or you going with the old favorite, Minnesota? Yeah, so I'm looking here uh, kind of at the breakdown of what Walk on Radio Nation has been picking. There's only been one fan so far pick the Minnesota Vikings. It wasn't me. I picked Arizona. But I do want to comment that I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people are making it. I think Minnesota had a fluke week one. I expect them to score points. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Uh, but, yeah, with Kyler Murray playing like that, with the, with the Cardinals front seven playing like that, it's hard to pick against Dalton's Cinderella team, the Cardinals. So give me Arizona. Yeah, I'm sticking with my former, you know, this was my Chargers team last year. Arizona was my team I was so high on, and I adopted them into my family. So uh, and, and they're doing good now. It's nice to see them shine. So I'm going with Arizona. I think Kyler Murray has to stay hot, and they're playing at Arizona. It could be interesting, and uh, I need Minnesota to lose. If the Packers are going to struggle like they are, I need as many losses in the NFC North as possible. I know we all are 0-1 right now, so I need another one just to be sure. So give me Arizona. Kyler Murray is hot. Next up, we have Kansas City at Baltimore. Baltimore was a tough overtime loss, but they're still a really good team. And Kansas City, they almost lost as well. So two teams that... You know, they're really good, but they almost they almost got it done, almost lost. Hump, you sticking with uh, with Pat Mahomes, the GOAT, or you going with Lamar Jackson, the, the underdog? So, Dalton, I don't know the exact numbers, but Lamar Jackson's regular season record uh, is, is, like, really impressive when you take out games against Patrick Mahomes. But his record against Patrick Mahomes is really bad. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. And so I'm going to have to go the Chiefs here. I did not like what I saw out of Baltimore last night against the Las Vegas Raiders. 
And so give me the Chiefs. I think Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill have another big outing. Uh, you know, you can always expect them to to go crazy, especially from a fantasy football standpoint. So give me give me the Chiefs. Give me Patrick Mahomes to uh, to take down Lamar Jackson. Yeah, this is just like Alabama. You always got to stick with the team, uh, the safe pick. I'm going with Kansas City. They almost lost to Cleveland, but I think Cleveland is definitely better than Baltimore. Baltimore relies on their run game, and I mean, both their running backs got hurt in the in the preseason, so they kind of have some new guys going in there. Uh, Hollywood Brown is doing his thing, but man, it's just tough. You have Mark Andrews, of course, to score a lot of touchdowns, but I got to stick with the safe hand, the safe pick, and uh, going with Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes is always a guaranteed lock, and Tyreek Hill does his thing. Uh, as long as Kansas City's defense holds up, I think they'll be fine, and they, they will survive and get the win. And then finally, we have the game of the week, Auburn at Penn State. Is this a whiteout game? Do we know? Surely. Being, being college game day, being at home, I would think that, that this is probably a whiteout game. So you know it's going to be packed. It's going to be wild. And they're facing a good Auburn team. Now, Hump, your pick em record with Auburn and Bo Nix is tough because when you, you'll, you'll pick him, he struggles. You won't pick him, he gets the win. So I don't know if I should base my answer around you, but here we go. Bo Nix and Auburn or the whiteout at Penn State. Who are you going with? Dalton, I think at this point, Bo Nix is my arch nemesis. I feel like he is my Darth Vader. He is my Thanos. Um, and for that, I'm going to have to go with the Nittany Lions. I jokingly said that they were back last week. I'm sticking with it. I'm picking Penn State. Um, you know, I, I imagine that it is just going to be an unbelievable environment, it being college game day, potentially being a wideout game. This is a ranked matchup. Uh, yeah, I'm going Penn State here. I'm excited for this one. Big Ten, SEC, this uh, this game goes a long way for these two programs for the rest of the season. But, uh, yeah, Bo Nix, I hope you suck. Hope you blow it. Um, I'm picking against you. So so we'll have to see. Give me Penn State in this one. Yeah, I'm going Penn State as well. Home field advantage is a big thing. And when it's a wideout, it, it's crazy. You've seen the videos. You've seen everything. Uh, Bo Nix is my guy. I've always had his back. But uh, I just don't think this Auburn team is as good as they once were. I think Penn State is back. They had a disappointing season. They want to come around and uh, surprise a lot of people. So give me Penn State in the wideout. It's going to be a really fun college game day. And uh, we'll keep an eye on that. And hopefully uh, we're right. We uh, have a lot of similar picks. What a boring week out of us. Yeah, one difference. But, you know, it's not even. It's not just me and you. It's me versus you anymore. It's me versus you versus the world. We got a lot of people to surprise. That makes me. it a lot more fun, though. We can't be, we can't be disappointing our fans. So uh, we got to do good. And uh, I think we made some good picks here. Hump. Any last words before we end this episode? Dalton, uh, it's bye week for the Bearcats. You know, we're, uh, we're getting ready to go to practice. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're preparing for a really good Central Arkansas team coming up in two weeks. Uh, but we're excited. We're excited where the Bearcats are. Uh, football's in full swing. Fantasy football, NFL, college. We're excited to watch this weekend. Might go home this weekend, Dalton. Might go watch my Silver Springs Wildcats. Uh, how's Alvin doing? You said you said that they've been they've been looking a lot better. Oh yeah. So uh, before this season, we've only we won one game in four years. We had a, a really tough stretch, but this season we are two and one. We've gotten two big wins, uh, and it's really exciting. You know, is this team going to go to the state championship? I don't know. But I think we're shooting for playoffs. We're shooting for a positive record. Uh, we have a new young coach, uh, James Gage. He does such a good job. He he he's wants he gets his players to play. He, when you have a team that hasn't won a lot, you got to find something. And their culture there is really cool. I I'm excited to go back and watch a game. Hopefully soon with our rings. Well, uh, I, they definitely want to. I know my high school coaches want to see it. I'm excited to go back there and show everybody. So I'm excited. Alvin's two and one, and we're we're going on a run. What about the uh, the Wildcats? 
Dalton Silver Springs is 0-3 right now. First two weeks, they played two opponents that were just a lot better than them. State ranked uh, this last week. They lost in a very close one right down to the wire. So I think things are on the ups. I, I definitely think that this team can turn it around. Uh, but, you know, I'm always going to support. Uh, that's why I'm going home this weekend on the bye to to watch them. I think it's homecoming. Uh, so that'll be cool, like you said. Definitely ready to get my ring and show all of my coaches uh, and yeah, so, uh, you know, shout out Summer Springs Wildcats, shout out Alvin Yellow Jackets, Dalton, 50th episode of Walk on Radio, how awesome. Well, I know also in Texas and in the Houston area, we're being hit by Hurricane Nicholas, so if you're listening to this, you know, stay safe, uh, if this is your way of entertainment and to get through the day, we're, we're really appreciating you. Of course, this podcast, this episode is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. How cool is that? Uh, we are no longer on Buzzsprout. Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, pretty much anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. Yeah, so you can go to any of the mainstream sites, or if you want to listen on the website, it's Art19. We are on a new website, Buzzsprout. Or Believe. You can listen on Believe. Of course. Yep. We appreciate everything Buzzsprout did for us. It was a cool start, but uh, we're moving on to bigger things, and uh, the Believe Podcast Network. I think we're going to read ads soon, Dalton. Yeah, we got, yeah. Uh, we got ads coming up uh this is exciting we're we're up there with the big dogs i know believe has a podcast got by the guy from last chance you coach uh i don't remember his name i know you're talking about yeah so uh, we're up there with some lot of cool people this is really exciting follow us on twitter and instagram at walk on radio of course we'll be posting and doing all that stuff and of course we will see you next time thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.